broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 53 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, here with Trevor. No Damon again this week. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> it is. It's okay. Yeah. We we got the two of us. Uh, Damon is at, as we speak. I think Damon is moving into his new house. So the good news is we get Damon back next episode, and we should have him going forward. So all yeah. Damon fans out there, patience. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. Da- Damon's been trying really hard to get his place all settled, and and obviously you know internet's kind of a hard thing to get set up for anyone that's you know moved into a new house. So yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll be glad to have Damon back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be ha- we'll be glad to have Damon back permanently. But you know, he's been he's been able to join the past couple, which is good. So yeah, um, and he definitely you know wants to be here all the time. So <laughs> we'll we'll get him back soon enough here. Yeah, so, exactly. So we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, a lot of stuffs happened in the past couple of weeks, but um, you know, we had uh, we had that great uh, guest last week. We had Drew on from. Um, uh, DVC rental store and uh, that kind of pushed off a couple of emails that we had gotten since we uh, wanted to make sure we covered all the topics with him so we got a, we got a couple listener emails that are not necessarily questions but more you know some statements and we, we you know we always like to share things that we get from our listeners so I don't know if yeah. you want to read the first one or if uh, you want me to but yeah actually I um, yeah so uh, Dan from California wrote us uh, he says uh, hey y'all I'm enjoying enjoying the podcast and I'm writing to provide a differing point of view on buying direct versus resale first. I would argue it makes more sense to buy resale first. Uh, first of all, if you already have a contract, Disney Direct will match up the user to whatever you already have. You might also you might have to go on a wait list for a few months until it pops up, but it saves you the effort of having to do the match yourself, which, you know, that, that does make sense because, yeah, if you buy resale, sure. you have to figure that out. Yep. Uh, second, I think most of us want to have our core points first and then add on at a smaller contract. And since the add on level for full benefits is 75 points, it makes sense to only buy the, that number of direct points. So yeah, I, I do like his, uh, his reasoning here because that's exactly it. You know, if you want to buy three or 400 points, do that resale and then yeah, tack on the, uh, tack on the direct one at the end. Um, something else that, uh, um, I actually want to add on to this. Um, I'll, I'll get to a second part in a second, but, uh, um, as far as Disney, um, matching up your user. So something that I don't know if a lot of people know, and I, and I actually caught this, um, uh, I believe I read this on uh, a Facebook group was that, um, they did make an amendment to the, um, DVC, uh, contract mm-hmm. rules yep. that when Disney buys back a contract, they have the right to adjust the user on it. So, so they could be a little bit more flexible with the users now. It's not like a set in stone thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so, so this actually even more affirms what Dan is talking about is that, you know, if you already have a resale contract and you say, you know, I want to, I want a December user on this resort, they'll just buy back whatever they can from that resort and then they'll switch it to match your user. And so, um, even though, like you said, you know, you may be on the wait list, but it's not as bad as it used to be it, it, before. I think they were really struggling to find contracts to fit people. And now that they have the flexibility for it, um, it is easier to get that direct contract with the, the lower amount of points for what you want. So, yeah, that, I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. And, and as somebody who bought, 
who jumped the gun a little bit and bought two different use years. It is nice to have one use year as opposed to two. Having two is a little bit more of a challenge. I have I've realized that very quickly, <laughs> but, yep. but you and know, it's, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's still, you know, it doesn't make it unusable. It's just a little more challenging. That's all. And I, I guess, uh, something that you can even look at too, is that, you know, you may want to, you know, readjust, you know, sell off that contract and buy a different one to, you know, line it up a bit better. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe at some point for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, like that, that's the thing is that, you know, it, like, I guess you buy a contract with the intent of, you know, you're going to keep it for a long period of time, but if that contract's not working for you, that's why there is resale. And, and I mean, I, I think, you know, like in your case, you know, if you're willing to be flexible with it, it, you know, the user thing is maybe not an issue, but for some people, you know, the, the fact that you can do this, um, like, like, uh, you know, if you want the, the benefit, the direct benefits, because you haven't bought direct already, um, buying that direct contract, uh, you know, for just the minimum amount of points and then getting them to adjust it to your user, you know, why would you not do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And I, I don't know how that process works. I don't know how they're doing that. So nobody like come after us in the email here. We're just relaying what we've heard, but um, yeah, that's I, I don't know how that process exactly works. But if that if Disney can adjust it, you know, just adjust use years, I'm sure that that really helps. Uh, you know, when we're selling direct contracts back to to custom, to uh, members, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's relatively invisible to us because it's just that they'll say, oh, you know, here's your contract with the user you asked for. Yeah, it's um, internal accounting by them, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's and, not, and yeah. But they they had to amend it because if they didn't, then you know people would be going, "Well, wait, how come all of a sudden you know there's all these contracts popping up with this used year, but we've never seen you buy this used year back, right?" So exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so yeah, to, to continue on with what Dan said, um, so he he gave us his um, use case as an example. So he said uh, last November he bought 150 points through DVC resale market. Which, you know, that's cool. Good, good yep. thing going through those guys. <laughs> we like yep. them. Um, in doing so, he saved uh, about $10,000 on the direct price. Uh, now he's considering adding on 75 points and just talked to DV a DVC direct agent and confirmed that they would match his user. Um, and he, and then he goes on to say, uh, in fact, if we had bought Copper Creek, um, we could buy into our September user going back to 2018. So, so that's also, uh, that's the other thing is that when you buy direct, um, depending on when you buy it, they will give you like the previous year's points on your yeah. contract, which I actually got that on my Polynesian contract as well. Is that, you know, they gave us the year before and then we kind of like we used it right away and then we were able to start banking points, which, you know, it, it makes it a lot more attractive, right? So yeah, I started with double points as well. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, he, he says it, it seems to be easier now to go from resale to direct. And he, and he, he also, uh, in brackets says, uh, oh, and I got that adv advice from Derek one day chatting with him on, uh, the DVC resale site. So, you know, thanks Derek for, uh, for, you know, helping out our users here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, our, yeah. our listeners definitely appreciate that. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so that's, uh, you know, we, we appreciate differing viewpoints. Of course, you know, we, we had talked about this two episodes ago, right? So, um, so I think that's what, what he was referencing. And, and, you know, this email is a little bit old now, like I said, cause we had to skip an episode. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to present his differing viewpoint. Cause I think we all, 
I think when we when we answered this question a couple episodes ago, all of our thoughts were buy direct first and then buy resale. But you know, I think at the end of the day, it matters what works best for you, right? I mean, that works for us, but it, it can you know the situation can be different for you, and and maybe you want to do it a different way. Um, and and I think that's you know it, it sounds like it worked out really well for him uh, that way. And, and by the way, Dan also he he had sent us a, a follow up email too that I didn't include in here because uh, I I had I jokingly said to him, I'm sorry that Damon always bashes your home resort uh, of Disneyland because uh, he's in California. But uh, Dan was telling me that uh, that his uh, really their home now is is uh, Disney World. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I like I like the I like the differing viewpoint. Yeah. And, and that's okay, Dan, that, you know, I, I started off in Disneyland as well. And, you know, it was, it was my favorite place too, for a long time, but I definitely see there is a lot more to do in Disney world. So hence why we go there now more as well, (laughs) even though we're closer to the West coast. And I think the point he made too was about, uh, how crowded it is in Disneyland and how it's just, you know, it's, it's a little more spread out in Disney world and that kind of thing. So I get it. Yeah, there's still reasons to go there, but yeah. Of we, course, of course. That's that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, so let's let's read this one from Heather here. Uh, yeah. So Heather writes to us, says, love the informative and entertaining podcast. Then we get a smiley face emoji, which is always nice. Uh, after listening to the people from DVC Resale on the show, I keep wondering if there will be a DVC Resale business far in the future with the new Riviera Resale restrictions. Is Disney planning to drive down resale prices so much that every resale contract will be taken back by Disney in a right of first refusal? Will there be a resale market when all the 14 original DVC uh, resorts expire? I This is a good question that I don't know the answer to. And I, I, I think we asked the DVC resale. I think we asked Eric um, this yeah. question when we had them on. And, and I think the answer is nobody really knows what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of, kind of what, and I, I hate to answer it that way. Heather. <laughs> like, I wish I could give you like a real answer here, but I, I don't think we, we really know what's going to happen when those 14 original DVC resorts, you know, uh, expire. I'm assuming we'll, they'll offer, you know, the ability to buy back in. Um, that's, you know, would be what my assumption would be. Um, cause they've done that before. Right. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the resale market is going to look like then. Obviously Disney's trying to, uh, restrict the resale market as much as they can because it's a, a place where they're, they're definitely losing some business. Right. And, and I, I get that as, as much as that stinks for our friends over at, at DVC resale market. Um, but the, the good thing is, is that, I mean, this is not the first time they put restrictions in place, right? They've done it a couple times now. Uh, you know, a couple different times where they, uh, a couple years ago, they restricted, uh, the ability for resale, uh, folks to, uh, you know, have access to the benefits and then, you know, now they're restricting resale. And so, and the, and the good thing about this is the, the market is still thriving, right? The resale market is still, still thriving. So I don't know what's going to happen with Riviera, but I think whatever it's going to be, it's going to be years down the road. Well, so I, I agree with you, Tom, that, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I will put in my opinion on this though, is that I don't think it's in, Disney's best interest to completely squash the resale market. And I think they know this Mm -hmm. because, um, so, so here's the thing is that, you know, they're selling DVC and, you know, if, if they didn't open it up to resale in the first place, they could have said, you know, back when they first started DVC, you know, you're not allowed to sell this contract period. Right. And, and, um, the problem with that is that 
not having resale there, you know, as much as, you know, they're trying to sell their new properties and they're trying to sell stuff right now, which is why we're seeing the restrictions. If they don't allow people to resell their, their contracts, you end up in a position where, you know, Disney has all these contracts. Um, the amount of people that are willing to buy direct is not as many as the people that are willing to buy resale. And so what happens is, is you get all these, all these, uh, rooms and all these contracts that are just sitting there. And Disney doesn't want that. They don't want to have, um, you know, resorts half empty or resorts not being booked because even if it's bought through resale and they didn't get the money on the, uh, the resale itself, those people are still coming to Disney. Those people are still, you know, that even though they're not paying for the hotel, they're still paying for food. They're still paying for, you know, park and merchandise and all those other things. So it is still in their best interest to allow for the resale market to continue to function. And I think the only thing that we're seeing right now is because of the fact that Disney has Riviera and Reflections coming, um, they're, they're trying to pull back on resale because they're trying to make it less attractive so that when, you know, people are coming to the table, they're going, you know, we could buy resale or we could buy direct. Cause as it stands right now, resale looks a lot better than direct, right? Like they're, they're trying to level the playing field yeah. because they don't want, they don't want to be in a position where they've not sold any of their Riviera, any of the reflections and everyone's just trading amongst the existing resorts. Right. Yeah. So, so, so that's all this is right now. I don't think it's ever going to get to a point where Disney will flat out say, you know, no more resales or, you know, once, once the 14 resorts are done, unless they're planning to get out of doing timeshares entirely at that point. Yeah. I don't um, think that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like so so yeah, I mean if if that if that was the case, you know, fine. I can see them doing that, but I don't see it. the whole point of, of DVC was, you know, to give people a way to come down there with a little more flexibility with that commitment of, you know, you're going to be coming over many many years. So, you know, we'll give you we'll give you, you know, um a better room rate at, or like a guaranteed room rate over these years with the assumption that, you know, you're coming down there to spend money. The problem where they run into a problem is that, you know, if they make it get to a point where it's too, it's not cost effective to use DVC, then, you know, even people that have existing DVC contracts, they're not going to book it. They're not going to, you know, you're going to end up with empty rooms. And if Disney has to start reporting that, you know, more than half of the rooms at DVC are empty, uh, that's not a good position to be in either. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So, so uh, yeah, I, I guess, like I said, to, to what Heather's saying, you know, I, I can see with the way things are going right now that there's a concern about resale going away. But in again, this is just my opinion on it is that I don't think it's in Disney's best interest to completely squash allow allowing people to do resales on their contracts, because if they did, um, DVC just wouldn't work as a whole anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I mean, I think they'll keep trying to make it more less attractive, right? To buy resale, they'll they'll, you know, make it more and more attractive to buy direct. And I, I you know, again, it makes sense from a business point of view, right? I mean, you want them buying directly from you because you can charge. The, I mean, you know, you're basically getting somebody to pay the initial purchase price, and then get and then basically getting someone to pay it again, you know? Yeah. So and, and, and yeah, and so that's that's I get why they're doing it. Yeah. And, and it's also like, like we talked about this on the, on the last episode is, you know, you know, you don't want to be in a position where, you know, you got a bunch of people that you like, you know, Saratoga and Old Key West, 
you know, they're like, those are the only contracts being traded because nobody wants to buy the more expensive ones or the new ones. Yeah. And that's why they're doing this. That's why they're making those restrictions because I'm sure a lot of people thought, oh yeah, you know, Riviera. Yeah. You know, I'll just buy, if I really want to stay there, I'll buy some Saratoga points and, you know, book it at seven months and that'll be fine. And Disney's trying to put a stop to that because they're for their new resorts that they're trying to protect the investment they put into those new resorts. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You just brought up, I don't know why I just thought about this, but you know, I, I always hear if you just ask like the typical DVC person, like, you know, and I see this in the groups all the time. I'm sure you do too, where somebody will come on the group and say, well, what do I, you know, what, what do I need to know about DVC? Like, what should I do? I don't know where to buy. I don't know what to do. Like the first thing everyone says is buy where you want to stay. Right. And we've talked about that many mm-hmm. times on this show. So we're not going to relitigate that. But it, it's interesting to me then that everybody's so upset about the restrictions on resale for Riviera, because if the mantra is buy where you want to stay, then you should buy at Riviera if you want to stay there, because then you just want to stay at Riviera, right? <laughs> like, that's yeah. that, it's just funny to me, because it seems contradictory, because I, you I hear everybody say buy where you want to stay, but then, you know, those same people are probably upset about the resale restrictions on, on Riviera. Well, it's like, okay, well, if you want to buy where you want to stay, then, you know... It, then, then you want to stay at Riviera, then buy there, and then you can stay nowhere else. And well, but <laughs> well, but th- the thing is, is that right now that still holds true for Riviera because a direct yeah, Riviera contract true. can stay wherever they want. So that's that's true. So you know, anyone who's buying right now, yeah, you know, if they want to stay at Riviera and they plan to hold on to it for you know twenty, thirty years, they're going to absolutely get their use sure. out of it. Sure. Um, the only problem comes in is yeah, you know, when they want to do resale, is you know then then. That's where the story is going to change is, you know, if you really, really want to stay at Riviera, you don't see yourself staying anywhere but Riviera, then you buy a resale contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's a bit harder sell, but that's also where, you know, I, I think this is where Disney is. They're trying to um, discourage that at the moment, I think, even though yeah. it's still an option. They're just trying to discourage it because. Yeah, I mean that they're putting a lot of money into this, and sorry, this all for anyone that's listening to this. Let's be honest, this all comes down to money, and you can see it as you know Disney being greedy. I just see them being like any other business, which you know they're finding finding efficiencies. Yeah, they're they're, <laughs> yes. they're a business. At the end of the day, they're not my best friend. They don't call me up and ask me how my day went. Um, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's exactly right. But I, it's interesting to me the the implications for this on the on the on the resale uh, not on the resale market on the uh, rental market. You know, when we were talking to Drew about this last week, how he feels like they're going to have to make it like a whole separate price point basically for Riviera. Well, mm-hmm. that I, so while your while your points may not be more valuable in the resale market, it seems like they're going to be more valuable on the rental market, which is interesting. Yeah. So, so actually, and yeah, I guess that's a good point too, is that, uh, you, you're going to probably find people that own Riviera. You won't see those resale contracts pop up as much. So that part of the resale market will get fuzzy, but then the rental side of that will probably become higher because those people will be renting out, you know, you know, those who have direct contracts at Riviera, they'll be renting out for either Riviera or any of the other resorts, depending on like, cause they can still use them for other ones. Yeah. So yeah, you'll probably see more rentals happen on that side. 
that makes sense to me, but I, I don't, I will have to see what happens. You know, this is, it's, it's hard to speculate on something that hasn't even opened yet and isn't opening yeah. for another, you know, eight months, <laughs> you know, we're still pretty far off from, from opening there. So, I mean, I, and I think really we're not going to know the full effects of this until, you know, five years from now, but you know, it, it, truthfully at DVC could re- reverse course. I mean, it's possible. They, they could just, you know, decide that they don't want to do that. I, I don't think they're going to do that, but yeah. I, um, and- and here's the crazy thing is that, you know, for as much as they've made these amendments to the resale contracts, at some point in the future when, you know, Disney has sold off all their, you know, everything that they've planned to do and then they've hit a point where, you know, they're not going to develop any new resorts for five years or whatever, they could decide to actually lift some of those restrictions on resale. Because, you know, they yeah. am- they amended them the first way. They could come back later and say, oh, you know, We've amended this again, and now you can you can rent wherever you want. I, right? It's, I mean, I guess it's possible, right? I'm sure somebody yeah. will write us and tell us that they can't do that legally or something. Well, but, but if, <laughs> if if they already made the restrictions once on resale, and and you know, again, saying past a certain yeah. date you can't do this, they can go back and and they can change it again. Again, I'm not saying. And again, don't quote me on this. Don't say to me. Don't come back and say you know you're expecting that they were going to do this in five years. I'm just saying that you know yeah. they can if they changed it one way they could change it back the other way once they get what they want out of it because there there may hit a point where you know the whole no resale or, or sorry no um no jumping resorts on resale contracts for Riviera it's very possible you know in 5 or 10 years that it does hit a point where they go you know you know we're not selling enough of these or you know people aren't using their their contracts so you know let's open them up to anywhere Right. Or, you know, the occupancy at Riviera is lower than the other ones and it's putting a strain on the system. You know, I, there's lots of reasons, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you if you have Riviera sitting there at 50% because nobody can trade into it, uh, you know, for, because they have other contracts that they can't use and so nobody even bothers, then, you know, it's – and the rest of this – that puts a strain on the rest of the system. So maybe they do have to backtrack then. I don't know, but – you know, it's, I, I don't think they will, but who knows? I mean, it's anything's possible, right? So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're ex- exactly right. So don't, don't quote us on any of this being fact. This is all yeah, just us speculating, but um, to, again, to go back to Heather's statements on it, um, I just uh, as a closing thought, I don't see Disney pulling out the rug on us as DVC members anytime soon, because it's not in their best interest as much as it's not in our best interest. Yeah. Agreed. So that that's my take on it. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good yeah. take. I know. I, I think this is a interesting conversation. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about, um, i I really see this as, Oh man, I don't want to say this cause I'm sure someone's going to get on me. I see this as almost a nothing story, <laughs> but I, this isn't even a big deal to me. It's, I feel like it shouldn't be a big deal to anybody, but it, it, Facebook says otherwise. So. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, what we're ahead. talking about is um, the uh, resorts are now charging for all grocery deliveries. So um, but let's, let's specify. So it's only if they bring it to your room. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly what it says is a $6 delivery fee is now being charged to any guests who receive grocery deliveries at a Walt Disney World resort. This fee is charged per order, not per bag or box. So, you know, that this is a one-time charge to bring up all your stuff, which is fine. Um, one source indicates that the fee is only imposed if the items are actually delivered to the guest room by a cast member. Guests willing to claim their items at um, Bell Services um, will reportedly not be charged. So if you want to save six bucks, you can go down to Bell Services, grab a little cart, 
and bring all your stuff up for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't know about you, but it, it's it, so like when I get to Disney, um, for me, you know, I land in the evening, my groceries are delivered, you know, in the afternoon or whatever, like as we're getting there. Um, I get back, I get up to my room and I'm kind of unpacking. I always call Bell Services, you know, tell them to bring my stuff up. And then it shows up, you know, half an hour later or whatever. And, and that's fine. And, and, you know, to pay $6 for that convenience, it, it's, it's no different than, you know, I, I paid to have dinner delivered to my house on Friday because, exactly. because I couldn't be bothered to go out and get it myself. And so I paid that that delivery charge <laughs> like that's I, yeah i i paid to have pizza delivered to my house the other day and the the delivery fee was four dollars i mean yeah. this is that's and that's kind of how you got to look at it right i could have gone to pick that pizza up for free i mean not necessarily for free obviously i had to pay for gas to get there whatever but you know it's it's the same kind of thing it's it's you're paying for convenience right and i i get why they're doing this because obviously this is and you know this isn't necessarily quote dvc news <laughs> But because DVC members do this more than just your regular everyday guests, right? The DVC members yeah. are the ones that are doing this. So this feels like a fee on DVC members, even though it isn't. But I get it. I mean, the, with the popularity of these, uh, you know, with these services and how much they're getting delivered, I'm sure it's been putting a strain on the Bell Services system. Oh, I, totally. You know, it has to be. Right. It's gotten very popular and, and I'm sure it's, it, it's not been easy there. And, you know, it, here's the thing. They've had a package fee in place now for, I think for, I mean, a long time. I, I want to say it was like late, two th I mean, like 2010 or something like that, right? It's been going on for a while. And I always felt like this was kind of a loophole in a weird way, right? Like yeah. they specifically said no groceries, you know, are, are charged for this. But it, it makes sense for them to close the loophole. And again, $6 is not the end of the world. It's the, the price of a Mickey bar. You're like, you know, it's it's not and, a huge deal in the grand scheme of things to me anyway. And, and I guess, you know, as far as, you know, a good use of bell services time. Yeah. You know, if they're spending all their time doing these deliveries, um, that's taking away from other stuff, you know, you know, it, it makes the whole thing worse because like, not only are they delivering people's groceries, but they also deliver bags and, and hold bags and all the kinds of stuff. And so, you know, groceries are one thing like, like groceries are, like you said, most people don't necessarily have groceries delivered. Um, but you know, your luggage though, on the other hand, that's like when you're on vacation, that's kind of your life. And if you're slowing down bell services for like, so that, you know, people aren't able to get, you know, their luggage, I can understand why they're, they're making this or they're trying to dissuade people from, from, uh, abusing the system. Yeah. And I mean, and I don't think necessarily, you know, before it was necessarily abuse, but I, I just yeah, think it got sorry, too right. popular. Right. Yeah, like it, it just got it just became a it just became an assumption that you know oh you know Bell Services yeah. will just bring me my groceries right <laughs> exactly and yeah. it, and like I said it was a loophole basically they I mean not that it was because Disney came out and said you know when they put that package fee in place they basically said they're like okay well groceries are excluded for this well now groceries are not excluded and they you know you charge six dollars and like I said in the grand scheme of things of a Disney trip six dollars is not going to bankrupt you it is it's six dollars I mean it's <laughs> it's. And I'll also argue this as well as a Canadian. It's not $6 for me either. It's closer to like $8. Mm, yeah, that's true. And it still doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> well, I, but it's like we said, it's you get charged delivery fees for like, you know, anytime you get anything delivered to your house, you know, yeah. and, and, and even if you get, I mean, if you get room service, there's a fee. I mean, there's, there's, 
usually fees to bring stuff to your room at any hotel that you go to. That's it's not an uncommon thing. I feel I, I, I feel like some people are acting like this is like Disney's going out on a limb on this one. It's like, no. And the fact that it's still free if you go and get it yourself. So at that point, you're paying six bucks for convenience, right? You're paying because you don't want to go and deal with picking it up. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. And and here's here's my only comment on the whole going and getting it yourself is that so they'll provide you a cart to take your stuff up for anyone listening to this take the cart back when you're done because yeah that's just rude so yeah (laughs) so so i i say this as um i used to work um um shipping and receiving in a retail place and you know people they like they would let people come and borrow the carts and like we would find carts in like the weirdest places like they would walk it like halfway home or like leave it in a parking lot somewhere or whatever. And I would have to go and find it or, we, or they would just disappear altogether. And, and like I said, I, I know it's, you know, you feel like, you know, you're, it's not that you're doing them a favor by going and getting it yourself, but yeah, like you said, it's just a decent thing to do. Like, you know, don't leave the card outside your room or dump it somewhere and, you know, walk away. Like, Put it back where you found it. (laughs) There's nothing that drives me crazier than like when I go to the grocery store or go to like, you know, Target or something. And there's just a cart just sitting in the middle of a parking spot. It's like, come on, man. Like, just Mm -hmm. bring it back to the the place where it belongs. Like, that drives me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And I've seen that where like people will, will, you know, they'll walk it like halfway down the street to, you know, wherever they're going. And then they'll just, you know, it's not even like in the parking lot. And and, and this is actually where I've seen like I don't know if you've seen some places where they they put up those barriers where they oh, yeah. they, they have the carts that they'll actually lock the the wheels yep. past a certain point and it's like <laughs> it, it's sad that you have to do that but <laughs> it is sad that drives me crazy but no that's that's a great point don't just like leave it there bring it back to them yeah you know save them some time those 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 bell service people work hard they I do. mean yeah so don't make them just come up and, and get your empty cart. And, I mean, and again, I don't, I don't speak for anyone else, but you know, I always make sure I tip them as well too, because oh, you yeah. know, it's like, I, I, I know people personally that don't tip because they like, I I've had like friends and whatnot say to me, you know, they're getting, you know, they get a paycheck. Why do I need to tip them? And it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I always I always tip them for my bags at least. I mean, oh yeah. you know, if they're gonna carry them, they're gonna take them out of my car and then bring them into my room and take them off the the cart and put them on the floor. I'm gonna give them you know something for that. I mean, it's just kind of the tipping culture in the United States, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know how it is in Canada. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we tip for yeah, you know, same thing like pizza delivery. You know, we'll yeah, you'll tip the driver. Or, you know, yeah, we we go. It's pretty similar. Yeah, because I know in like a lot of other countries, like tips are like a, a thing that doesn't really happen. They just pay people, you know, like a living wage, and they don't expect tips. So, right. <laughs> I know it's and a little different, right? But. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess, I guess, like I said, yeah, you know, you're you're. It's not that they're doing you a favor, but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. showing appreciation for you know, the, it's not the guy that is bringing your bags that decided that they're going to charge you six dollars. So, yeah. Don't take it out on him. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I overall, like, and I, I get if, you know, if somebody's upset with, about this, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, it, for, for me at this, 
for six, I, I could understand if it was like a twenty dollars fee, or if they ch- like charge you per box or per item or something, um, you know. Yeah. But it's it's six dollars for your whole order. It's this is not the end of the world in my mind. But you know, I, I don't know. A lot of people seem upset about it. So <laughs> yeah, and and I guess you know we're just giving our point of view on this. So you know, kind of like on our other topics, if if somebody else has a differing point of view, we'd love to hear it. Um, sure. Yeah, go ahead and yell at us via email. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, we. I'm just going off of what I've seen. So if you've seen something different, then please let us know. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I have about that. I mean, I don't know if you have anything else no. about that, but it's no. pretty straightforward. Um, I had a couple other things on my list, and, and I don't think we're going to talk too much about these, but I wanted to talk, you know, just mention them anyway, right? So, oh, cause, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, because we talked in the last episode about the Galactic Gathering, the DVC event. Uh, that was way overpriced and, uh, and you it know, was just it was just wrong. <laughs> it was just, it's just bad overall. Like it was one of those, like, what, what were they thinking? Why were they doing this? Like, it doesn't make any sense in any way. Well, that got canceled. Um, so <laughs> just, I, it's kind of funny. It was supposed to happen a couple of days ago. Now that we're, you know, when this releases, this was supposed to happen a couple of days ago, but we just wanted to talk about how funny it is that it and, was canceled. And, and <laughs> I, I loved when, when it got announced, I, I did see one of our, our listeners, commented you know i'm i'm sure all two people that signed up for it were upset <laughs> we're really upset yeah that's, that's we had some really funny comments on that article yeah, it, you guys were cracking me up <laughs> oh yeah and I, I i didn't you know i wasn't shocked i don't feel bad that you know they canceled it because it really it was such a weirdly bolted together concept yeah. right yeah you know you know a star wars thing in epcot what <laughs> why <laughs> like why why there's nothing star wars zero things star wars in epcot <laughs> yeah and and then of course yeah you know the price and just everything around it was just it it, <laughs> it, it, it spoke really highly of you know somebody like it, it was like somebody had an idea they wrote it down and got it far enough to get approved and then they went back and looked at it and went huh yeah this <laughs> well the funny thing to me is i'm just thinking about it like if it were just about like attendance i feel like why don't you just lower the price then like if it were just like okay the price is too much why don't we just bump it down to like 150 or unless they couldn't do it economically at 150 dollars. like I, I don't know maybe yeah but I, mean, I i think it's a combination of yeah they, they there's no way they could have you know dropped the price on it but but i also think the timing was extremely poor yeah, because they they announced it what like the beginning of March. Yeah, like a, they they announced it basically like a month before it was happening. Yeah, like <laughs> a like, little bit even less than that, maybe like three weeks. Yeah, which again, if you, if you think about that in terms of you know DVC specifically, we have seven month and eleven month windows for booking, and you know, not the majority of people, but a lot of people are booking you know at least that far out, like. Like so for so oh, yeah you know things it just like, had to be like you were gonna happen to be there basically yeah so so like you know things like Moonlight Magic it makes sense because you know they have them spread out enough and you know people can kind of plan if they want to go to that event they can adjust accordingly but to throw something like this out a month ahead of time and expect you know a bunch of people to jump on it that you know are already planning seven months out like. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> did it, it? It really didn't make any sense. I, I, you know, and I, I do tend to think that like, I don't think they just randomly slap prices on things. You know, there was a lot of, 
a lot of work that goes into figuring those things out. You know, it, it's not just like a random thing. So maybe they felt like a 225, I think is what it was, is the only price they could do it at that made sense that was profitable. And then no one signed up and they were like, well, we can't drop it now because otherwise we're going to lose money on it. So let's just cancel it. You know, like I, I, I'm guessing that's what happened, but. I feel like they had some really amazing food lined up that nobody knew about, but mm, yeah. because they didn't tell anybody, it was like it's poorly advertised, poorly yeah. scheduled, poorly priced. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just... maybe the stuff that we're starting to see for Star Wars Land, maybe that was the plan, is that it was going to be like a you know sneak yeah. preview of you know here's the food offerings at Star Wars, right? And interesting, but I yeah I I feel like the the fact that the fact that they threw it out there, it almost, it rings of just an afterthought. Like they had some budget money left over and somebody said, you know, <laughs> let's set up an event, right? Let's throw this thing together. Let's, let's, let's milk that star Wars, uh, cash cow a little bit more Yeah, <laughs> so, before, before it's even here. Right. Like yeah, before it's even here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's all I got <laughs> on that. I, I just, I, I had to mention it even though it was already passed by anyway, but I, I just thought it was funny. It, it's just a funny situation, right? It's, yeah well because disney's (laughs) usually so calculated and and usually so good at these things so when they're not good at one of them it's just kind of funny oh yeah (laughs) you know but they're not perfect right i mean you know they're things that are gonna happen so and 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 the plus side of this is that you know i i I think that sends a clear message to them that you know there there is a threshold for what people will entertain as far as ridiculous goes (laughs) and yeah they they cross the line (laughs) i think one of the comments on there was that they broke the demand curve or something like that it's you know fun economic jokes um (laughs) (laughs) i don't really have any comments about the fact that uh copper creek is 100 percent declared i don't know about you but i just wanted to put it in there um so that so all the points now for copper creek are now available in you know the inventory for copper creek is all available doesn't mean it's sold out yet by the way it just means all the points are declared so i don't really have any comments beyond that but we were talking about it a couple weeks ago so i forget yeah and and i i think i think it's great because you know for for those that are asking about should i buy into dvc you know that this goes back to our previous discussion about you know buy some resale and then you know you could look at getting uh some copper creek points direct because yeah you know that they obviously have some available, and those will come in cheaper than Riviera at the moment. Or actually, wait. Well, they're the no, same they price I think up. right now, yeah. but they're going to bump them up pretty soon here. Yeah. Well, so, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. My next resale points I buy would be Copper Creek. So. Really. Oh my gosh! Yeah, are you kidding? Wilderness Lodge is my favorite resort. Um, yeah, of any that, resort. So. That's fair. I mean, it it, it definitely. I have such a weird place for Wilderness Lodge in my head believe it or not. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I don't want to replace. Okay. Okay. So, so architecturally it's um, the grand California and I love the grand California. It, yeah. Like at yeah. Disneyland, it is the only place I will stay when I'm there. And I can say that with confidence because I've stayed at the other resorts and the grand Californian is by and far the best. Um, and I know that wilderness lodge is the same, but it's location drives me nuts. <laughs> why because you can't really see magic kingdom like it's it, it's, it's like kind of magic kingdom resort but kind of not is yeah, that what you mean like it's yeah. almost but not quite right like it, it, <laughs> it, it they have the boat so don't like you know they do yeah, have yeah, direct yeah. access don't get me wrong there but um 
it bugs me because like to get to Epcot from there versus staying at the poly. And yes, I know I'm spoiled staying at the poly. You don't have to remind me of that. Um, but poly snob, the, you're poly snob. <laughs> I am. I, I, I am a poly snob now. I'm sorry. I, I will, I will admit it. And, and, and so because, because I know better and because, you know, you know, poly has, and really any of the ones like, you know, Bay Lake tower and all that, um, they're close enough to the, the TTC you can get to Epcot easily, or you can go over to Magic Kingdom. So it's like all those resorts have both, but then you've got Wilderness Lodge, which has Magic Kingdom, but, oh, sorry, I almost knocked my mic over. <laughs> <laughs> Were but, you gesticulating wildly? Is that what was happening? You were throwing I, your arms in the air? like <laughs> I, I, I was drawing out the directions in the air in front of me. <laughs> so That's for those hilarious. that can't see it, I'm drawing a map in the air in front of me. It's very exciting. That's funny. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Um, but That's why yeah. we need to do video instead of uh... a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we need to YouTube this so you can see yeah, it. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> anyway. Yes. But yeah, so, so the problem with Wilderness Lodge is that it uh, it has the, the Magic Kingdom, but not the Epcot. So... I, I, I don't know. Like I said, that that's where it puts it in a weird place for me is that, you know, <laughs> I want it... Like, I like Copper Creek. I like Boulder Ridge. I, I think, you know... That's a great place to stay, but I don't want to stay there. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like all the reasons why you're saying you're you don't love it is the reasons why I do love it because it's like close enough to Magic Kingdom without being on top of Magic Kingdom, right? So right. like it's a little secluded. Like you feel like you're in a secu- in a secluded place in the middle of a theme oh. park. You know what I mean? Like it's get what I'm saying? Like it's it's got like but you're still you're right there, but you're not. Like, yeah, you're right. I mean, we like I, you know, I I actually hadn't been back over to like I'd been to Wilderness Lodge briefly once, but then um on our last trip we went to Hoopty Doo, which was, you know, we went past Wilderness Lodge. We mm-hmm. kind of got a good look at like the rest of the grounds and then the campground behind it. And the campground reminds me of like every campground that I stayed at in British Columbia or in Alberta. Like for for anyone that's gone camping in in Western Canada, you know what I'm talking about. Like it, it has that feel of yeah, you know, a campground in the middle of nowhere, even though you're right next to the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so I get yeah. that, but like I said, the, the, there's still a thing in my head that I'm like, <laughs> you got to do know. it once. You got to do it once. Yeah, <laughs> it, but. I, I think it's the IT part of my brain is that I'm trying to optimize I get it yeah, things yeah. and to me it's not the optimal resort. But again, that that's just for me. <laughs> so. I so for there's a little bit of nostalgia mixed in, mixed in because we stayed there a couple times when I was a kid. But there's just something about and I know all the Wilderness Lodge lovers that are listening to this right now will understand this. When you walk into that lobby, it's just. I, it's it's incredible. It's I I, I oh. know that like it's, it's the just, same like, as the Grand California. Exactly it's the same lobby. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just it just get like it's, there's just something about it with the fireplace that goes all the way up, and then you got the bubbling spring in the back that the water runs all the way to the pool, the still chandelier. a waterfall. I mean, it's yeah. 
it, there's just something about that place. And I mean, I, we went on a crazy tangent here, but, <laughs> so, no, but I good, just though. love wilderness lodge. I, and, and so that's, I think my next points will definitely be Copper Creek resale. Um, you know, probably when they come down a little bit, maybe once it gets closer to like 40 years left or something like that, uh, I'll probably uh, go for it then because we just love, we just love that resort. And it's, Boulder Ridge is good, but at Boulder Ridge, you feel a little bit detached from the main lodge, you know, because you are detached, but you feel like, you know, to get any, to get food or anything else, you have to really, you have to, it's a decent little walk. Yeah. Whereas Copper Creek is part of the lodge. So, yeah, you, you know, just that's, go downstairs and whisper in ex- Canyon, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so. I, I think, I mean, this does tie back into the fact that Copper Creek is now 100% declared is, you know, yeah, yeah. you you may have trouble finding points there if all if everyone else is going, oh, you know, maybe I want to, you know, jump on that. And actually that, so even with Copper Creek and Riviera being the same price, um, Copper Creek still does have an advantage over Riviera. Which is? you don't have the resale limitations that Riviera has. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, oh my gosh. so sorry. I, I guess. No, I my brain obviously is not functioning. I should have just <laughs> known that immediately. But, um. <laughs> but this, this may screw up your plan of, you know, buying Copper Creek points because everyone else is going to suck them up now because, because yeah, the thing is, is e- a good point. Yeah. Even though it is like, it's not the newest resort. It still has the, uh, it doesn't have any of the restrictions that Riviera has. So, Things for people to keep in mind when you do want to look at buying some direct report, uh, direct points is that, you know, there is still an option outside of Riviera until all of the Copper Creek ones sell out. By the way, I don't think we talked about this, but <laughs> did you see the one rendering that leaked out that was supposedly from Reflections that had houseboats on the water? And and what? I I called that like a while ago. I remember we were talking about what are they going to do that's special and crazy. And then we were joking that they'd have houseboats. And then there was a leaked image that had some like houseboats in it. I don't know why it didn't make the rounds more. I, and it could have been fake. I don't know. I mean, my, you know, who knows? It's the internet. But yeah, I saw some sort of image that it had like houseboats. And I was like, that's crazy. Because we talked about this. And I jokingly said that that was going to be what they were going to do that was different and weird. But could, I don't know. Could- could you I don't know honestly where the see is. houseboats <laughs> floating on Bay Lake? <laughs> Only if you could detach it and then, you know, drive yourself over to Magic Kingdom, which I don't think is going to be a possibility. Oh, my gosh. How great would that be? That would be amazing. The parking would be ridiculous. Like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, that's a nightmare. <laughs> that's a nightmare. Anyway. <laughs> and, then, and then you would see the news stories about people crashing their houseboats into... <laughs> oh, yeah. You, cr- they cr- you, you would have all sorts of problems with the ferry boat that goes yeah. from TTC to Magic Kingdom. Um, you'd have all sorts of problems with, I mean, already those, that lake's pretty busy. So, and, and then you get those little mouse boats, people drive those in all sorts of terrible places. Mm-hmm. That would be, it'd be a terrible idea. I don't know why that would ever happen, but <laughs> I just had I, to mention, I saw that I, I did not see that make the rounds. I saw it one place. So again, I don't know if it was real and I promise it wasn't April fool's day. It was like two months ago. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I know, right. I, I didn't get fooled. I promise. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was, I, I swear that I said on this podcast, they're going to have houseboats at this place. But. I, I, I remember you saying that and I, the, <laughs> the whole idea is just, it, it seems ridiculous to me, but I can, I can see them doing it. I can see there being a market for it. Yeah. Um, the, the funniest thing to beat me would be if they just tethered them all to the old discovery Island. <laughs> 
<laughs> that'd be creepy i would yeah like if they if you had all these houseboats like circled around this like oh my gosh abandoned island that'd be Cause, creepy because it's like right there right like that's and, all i mean it's not far yeah. yeah i mean it's across i mean it's it's not close either though but i mean it's not far but no all right, all right let's like can we let's let's move on we're, yeah. we're, this we, is such a crazy tangent but yeah we're getting um, in a weird spot <laughs> always getting in a weird spot i mean and that's why people like listening to the show because we do weird things yeah. so speaking I'm, of weird let's talk oh about the man mansion. what a transition that was it's almost like we're professionals yeah do you want to talk about this yeah so um finally the haunted mansion I, now has an on-ride photo pass heck um yeah. oh my gosh like i didn't realize how much we needed this like <laughs> you didn't know how much you needed it until it's here now it's here and you're like how did i live without this yeah but but so so the one funny thing about this that you know people have pointed out and it and i do kind of agree with this is that you know rides that traditionally have photo passes you know like space mountain or splash mountain or whatever they're taking the photos at a place where there's some kind of action going on um that's true yeah but Except for like, pirates, by the way, I'm yeah. so annoyed by the pirates one, where it's like before you go down the the drop. So yeah, that that was going to be my point. Is that? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to steal that. <laughs> well, no, no, but you're right. Is that you know you know pirates and haunted mansion, they have the photos, which you know is great. You know you know I like getting these on ride photos, but there's no action going on, and and you know pirates I think is more of a, a an offender in this case because it's literally like they missed it by like five feet. Like, yeah, like, just put it on the hill. Like, if know? they just put it as you were going down the hill and you got the photo, that would have been fine. But they put it right before because, you know, like, you know, you know I, I love my pictures on there because it's like a whole boat of uninterested people. Like, <laughs> people just sitting waiting for the drop. That's basically yeah. what it is. They're just like, oh, we're about to go on a drop. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the thing about the Haunted Mansion one is that. It, so I believe it's in the hallway as you you're so right at the beginning where there's um all the photos that change um I believe or the, that the paintings is, yeah. yeah that change and then there, there's lightning that goes in there so they actually kind of queued it up with the lightning from what I understand so it uh it, it's not or I guess some people have said you know it still blinds you but still you kind of get that you know dumbfounded look on <laughs> on on the ride or, or you know you're you're looking at your phone or whatever right like so <laughs> so the, the thing that the thing that i like about it though is that you know it gives you an opportunity when once you know it's there and and i'm an offender of this is that when i know that uh, where a photo opportunity is i go out of my way to do stupid things oh like, yeah okay oh, for sure <laughs> like I, I i have so many pictures on space mountain of me doing like the dumbest things and i think my favorite one was like there was I or me and my my son got split up between like the because it's two cars right and we got split between the front and the back one so we didn't have a picture together um like or like it, we got the two photos instead and so I'm sitting at the back and there's the this random couple in front of me and they look just like bored and <laughs> I made sure like I knew where the the camera was and I'm looking at the camera and I'm all excited and everything so it, it was like just this really funny like like juxtaposition between us and them. So I, I love stuff like that. The, the thing about the haunted mansion one is that, you know, when you know, it's there, you know, I'll go out of my way to make sure that I'm doing something funny or that, you know, we, we take 
a particular picture. So, so it gives you, you know, something else to kind of play with on the ride, I guess. You know what um, I think the best one for that is, is Buzz Lightyear, right? Yeah. You can make, oh, so good for that, right? Because you just make dumb faces while you're shooting, you know, because you know where the picture is. Well, and, and, and yeah, and, and most, that's another good example too, is, you know, it's a great offender of, you know, everyone on it, you know, they're so concentrated on what they're looking at that it's like they totally ignore the fact that there's a photo going on. Well, see, I always pay attention to that one and make a dumb face, like I'm like concentrating super hard or yeah. just making some sort of stupid face. But Or, or like, the twin gun. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah or you know whatever you want to do right yeah. but uh I, I you know i don't really care where it is i'm gonna be honest because i i just like how the picture looks i think it looks cool so <laughs> yes and and so th- that was the next thing that i wanted to bring up is that the thing that excites me the most about it is that the picture that comes out at the end has the hat box ghost on it Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Are they only doing that one today, or are they doing that always? Because the only ones I've seen are the ones that don't have the hatbox going. Okay, so so maybe going. that was just a, an initial thing. But the fact that they even bothered to put the hatbox ghost into that picture, um, I think that's a very interesting thing. because It doesn't um, exist at Disney World? <laughs> correct. So, so, so for those that don't know what I'm talking about... Um, the Hatbox Ghost was an effect that was originally put into the Haunted Mansion back in 1969, but it didn't last very long because they couldn't get the effect to work right. And it's supposed to be a ghost that, you know, he's standing there, he has a hat on, and he's holding a, an old-fashioned hat box because I guess, you know, they couldn't keep their hats in normal boxes, so they had hat boxes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so he's holding this hat box and his head teleports from, like, or his head disappears off of his shoulders and goes to the hat box and you can see it through the hat box and it goes back and forth. That effect had been gone for, from, uh, from like 1969. And then it came back in, I want to say 2015, 2000. That no. sounds about right. Yeah. About, yeah. About, about, so like just in like the last couple of years, um, they redid the effect in Disneyland. So Disneyland has the Hatbox Ghost now, and, it, and it's right after you come out of the uh, the attic scene, you get to see the Hatbox Ghost, and it, it's a, like you can tell, you know, it's a really great effect, and and they did it really well. But the the thing about it is that the Hatbox Ghost has become kind of a mascot of the Haunted Mansion in that way like like a lot of the merchandise has it because you know people it became this thing that because it was gone for so long and everyone talked about it it got this sense of of uh infamy around it that you know you know people wanted to see it come back and and i remember when it came out in disneyland you know everyone was kind of like okay now disney world and yeah. it never, never happened happened right so so the the fact that and again i could be reaching here but the fact that they included it in the picture there or the pictures that i saw even if it was just initially tells me that they're still thinking about it and yeah. i'm hoping that you know disney world will get to see the hatbox ghost as well because i think it's 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 something worthwhile putting into it and it doesn't it doesn't take away from it it's not it's not on the same level as um like some people complain about, you know, Jack Sparrow being in Pirates of the Caribbean, that it, it takes away from the ride. Um, and sorry, I don't, I'm not going to get into that because I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and by the way, I, I am wrong. The Hatbox Ghost Ghost is on the picture, but they do have a separate Magic Shot one that you could do in front of the Haunted Mansion. 
Oh that, yes, the yeah. way your head's actually in the hat box. Right. Yes. So. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said. So. But. So the fact that they're doing all these things, um, is very. I. I it's very it's hopeful. Yeah, it's hopeful yeah. for me that you know I would think in the next couple of years we're going to see an update to the haunted mansion, and we'll see you know the hat box goes and possibly some new effects. Yeah. And and that's where like kind of back to what I was saying about you know Jack Sparrow versus the Hatbox Ghost. You know Jack Sparrow, people are like, oh, you know, they're just marketing the movie. The Hatbox Ghost was the return of you know an effect that was taken away, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the ride. It it just you know it's another ghost. It's another thing in the ride, and it's not tied to you know any particular IP or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it 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 does it feels less like. Like, you know, Disney marketing movies, which a lot of people get on Disney for. Sure. And more just that pure, you know, imagineering creativeness that I think people like to see. That original storytelling, original character, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about this. I think it looks cool. I mean, even I'm a little disappointed it's not like at the end where they have like the hitchhiking ghosts, you know. and the, Like, I would think that that's where they would have put it, but... Maybe they can't accomplish a picture with a flash with what, however that effect works. I don't know. But I was thinking about this and I was thinking, okay, so Haunted Mansion, what other rides that don't have photo pass, what I want a photo pass on? Like, right? Yeah. So like, which one? And my first thought, my very first thought is Big Thunder Mountain. How is there not one on Big Thunder Mountain? Hmm. That wasn't my first thought, but you're right. <laughs> right? I mean, how yeah. is there not one there? That, and I mean... There should be. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the whole argument that it's mostly outside because Splash Mountain is outside and that doesn't matter here nor there. So, yeah. I, but even do it like in the, the first little drop that takes you into the cave there. Like, because that surprises people if you've never been on it before. You just The first time I went on it, I was like, oh, there's like a lift hill that's completely hidden. Spoiler alert for those of you who have not gone, gone on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it surprised me the first time I, you know, I, and it's in the dark. And I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool if they, they did something like that, but like, why is there no photo pass there? I just, yeah, I, I don't think that cave is the best place for it though, because I, it, I'm speaking for myself. Like when I was a kid going on big thunder and a lot of kids that I do see going on there is that you get a lot of pictures of kids crouch down with their fingers in their ears because <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in, okay. it's incredibly loud <laughs> that's there. fair that's fair yeah that's fair but, um, but no but yeah there, there's three lift hills there they, there's you're right there's three different opportunities for you know coming down off of a lift hill that they could do photo passes on that ride or you know any point like like in those in the caves or like when they're when it's winding through yeah oh my gosh like yeah you're right that there's no reason that they couldn't do a photo pass on Big Thunder. I, I'm thinking even like those couple pieces of airtime they give you where you go like there's there's that one spot like almost in the middle of the ride where you go where you go over two like humps and you get a little bit of airtime. Yeah, you like if they could get down, you there, yeah. I mean that would be a great picture because you just like everybody at that point is just like smiling and having a good time. You know what I mean? Like that's a yeah. good place to get a picture. Yeah, um, you're you're absolutely right. That that seems like a, an omi- a weird omission. True. So. So uh, it's funny you were thinking of that, and I totally forgot about Big Thunder. I was actually thinking of Peter Pan. Interesting. <laughs> Which um, I guess the thing about Peter Pan is that I feel like again, you know, don't put it right at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. don't put it right when people are getting on the ride because it's 
it doesn't add anything. You know, people are not excited. They're, they're, you know, most of the time they're just sitting there. But I feel Peter Pan is something that because of the way the ride works is, you know, you can get a lot of, you know, you know, people reacting to the set pieces and stuff like that. I, I feel you would see a lot more of that with kids. Like, like, you know, you know, those actual expressions of, you know, smiling and happy and all that more than any other dark ride. But then the only trick with it is that they can't use a flash on that one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I feel they could do that, though, because I, I like low light cameras have come. Have come so far. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I feel they could do something where, you know, they give you a nice, you know, low light picture of, you know, you're looking at, you know, the scene over the lagoon or whatever. And like, I don't know. I think that could work. I got a crazy one. A crazy <laughs> one I thought of just now. It's tough to be a bug. Right when the spiders come from the roof, <laughs> right, right when they come down from the ceiling, just that moment, there's lights flashing anyway, or the wasps, <laughs> or the earth. yeah, either one of those, right? Yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that, that's almost video worthy, like you know how they do yeah. the videos on uh, on Tower of Terror, yeah, with, the Tower of Terror and uh, yeah. Seven Dwarves, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, if they could video just that little segment of everyone like jumping. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Like nobody, I mean, nobody like gets those photos for like a nice family photo, like of everybody together. It's like the scared the or reaction. yeah, it's the reaction shot. It's not supposed to be like, you know, you go to the store and you get a, you know, a photographer to take a picture of you all sitting together. You know, it's, that's not, how, it's, it's for the reaction. It's for the, it's, a, they're always silly pictures. That's the idea, right? So why wouldn't you want Something like that, especially for people that had never done that show before. The shock of that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, you're um, right. I, I agree <laughs> with that one. I, I got one more that like th- this is the photo pass photo that they should never, ever do. <laughs> okay. All right. That's small world. Oh, yeah. Because you just have a lot of people on their phones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah just... that, 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 that evolves from, you know, the, the people... Not even like, you know, looking, <laughs> waiting for the drop is just a bunch of people in a boat. You know, it, it, I, I should say, I, I was going to say, you know, disinterested. I, I'm never disinterested when I go on that ride. You know, yeah. I enjoy looking at it and I enjoy going through it. But it's more so that it's like a place to sit down with AC and <laughs> and just relax, right? Like, I, I think you would just get a bunch of like just really complacent people that just wanted to get out of the sun for a little while. I've actually made a phone call on that ride before. Um, <laughs> I made a phone call to my, my mom loves small world. Like, is she just, you know, she loves like all of that old stuff, you know, yeah. like the small world and carousel of progress. And listen, I love carousel of progress too. Um, but I mean, my mom, it's kind of a special thing. Cause she actually saw it at the world's fair like oh, wow. when it was yeah she she told me that recently she was like she's like did i ever tell you i saw carousel of progress at the world's fair like in whenever it was 1960 60 something yeah she, and i'm like shut up no way did you she's like yeah we, we went to the world's fair and we saw that and i was like get yeah, that's crazy wow. <laughs> right especially to like do it then and then do it now but um but you know so that's like she likes a lot of those classics and so I, I i was on small world and she wasn't with us and i called her and i was like i was like hey guess where i am and like you know held my cell phone up kind of thing <laughs> so <laughs> you know i wasn't trying to be the rude guy on the ride i promise but um, well because- yeah i mean that that's different versus like you know hey you know i'm ordering food <laughs> yes. do you want yeah. me to pick you up a burger <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah it was it wasn't like a full-on conversation it was just 
you know, trying to share some Disney with my mom. So yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I, I was just thinking like, I'm all for photo pass everywhere. I'd be cool with it if it's on every ride. I don't care. Put it on every ride. I'll, I'll look at the photos. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, like as much as I'm, you know, kind of bashing on the disinterested photos <laughs> that you get, it's, that's more to do with just bad positioning on the rides. It's not that I would say take it out. I just wish that they would, you know, think about where you're actually putting the camera. Like, yeah. like because, you know, your rides tell a story, capture the story, not just, you know, here's people sitting in a box. Like, yeah, like you said, <laughs> looking at their phone. <laughs> that that Pirates of the Caribbean. Excuse me, Pirates of the Caribbean one really got me. The first time I saw it, I was like, what mm-hmm. in the world? Why would you put it there? Like, why? <laughs> There's no point to that one. And <laughs> that was, y- you know, me, but. you know, I did that one. Like, I, I've been on with my family, and, you know, every time, you know, I kind of look at it and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's okay. But then I went on with my friends on this last trip and like we all talked about it. it. It was funny because, you know, we talked about all of our photos and everything, but then, you know, we talked about the pirate one as like, you know, you look so bored on that ride. Like like we were all <laughs> talking to each other and like commenting on who looked more bored in that that's picture, really which really I, I don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> no, I don't think that was the idea what they had when they put that in there. I, I would yeah. say. So, well, listen, if you guys have other ones, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you are thinking of a ride, like, man, I need photo pass on that ride. Then, you know, shoot us an email, throw it on Facebook, let us know what you were thinking if we didn't cover one um you know how about the people mover too anyway let's move on <laughs> yeah 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 so let's leave this one open i want to hear what other people think because i'm sure there's ones that i haven't even thought of <laughs> i'm sure there are i'm sure i'm sure so okay yeah. so right. so you guys uh let's let's go ahead and uh, talk about our new sponsor here so let's yes. uh, i'll do do this ad here for them uh so you guys heard uh drew on our on our show last week um for from a dvc rental store so they are a new sponsor here for welcome home and we're so glad to have them uh you know the really great uh company for both uh our dvc member listeners and our non-dvc member listeners you know if you're thinking about dvc or if you're not thinking about dvc uh, you know this this appeals to everybody so are you a frequent disney visitor and want to save hundreds even thousands on your next disney trip the dvc rental store wants to help you book your dream vacation for less DVC members, it's great news for you too. Want to rent your points for some quick cash? DVC Rental Store wants to work with you, and they are currently renting out points at a record pace. For years, the DVC Rental Store has been helping guests stay at Disney Deluxe Resorts at an affordable price, while also paying members the highest price for their points. So if this all sounds good to you and you want to learn more, the place you need to go is dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. Let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Give them a call and say, hey, I heard you guys on Welcome Home, and uh, I'm ready to rent out my points or, or rent some points for you from you so I can uh, stay at a deluxe resort. Again, that's dvcrentalstore.com or 1-855-DVC-RENT. So, yeah, please. Work with our work with our new friends over at DVC uh, Rental Store. They're great great people over there. Um, they're going to help you if you're you know like I said if you're a DVC member or not. If you're thinking about DVC mem- being a DVC member, I think the best thing you could possibly do is rent some points out and try it out. Right? I yeah. mean, before you buy, right? Try before you buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and you know, for those of us that are already DVC, you know, if if you find you're not going to use your points in a year, you know, might as well help pay your dues. 
Exactly. You don't want those points to just expire. Yeah. I mean, that that's a you know terrible idea. So, And if sometimes you can't bank them either, right? So this is your solution. Talk to DVC Rental Store. They'll, they'll help you out. So Yeah, exactly. So thanks to them for, for being our new sponsor on the show. And, uh, you know, like, like we said, all we ever ask from you guys is to support the people that support us. And, uh, we appreciate it when you, uh, when you work with our, our friends, uh, over at our two sponsors. So yeah. And we love hearing your guys' stories when you guys do, you know, talk to, to DVC rental store, or DVC resale market, you know, it makes us happy because we know that, you know, we're helping you guys out too. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we get, I mean, gosh, we get email. We got so many emails for questions about DVC rental store. I, so I knew that this is something people were interested in just by the sheer amount of questions that we got about it when we asked about it. So, um, you know, just, just by that, um, we know that people were interested in it, but anyway, fantastic. (laughs) Can I clean something up real quick, by the way? Sure. This is really random. So we were doing a bracket uh of dvc resorts on on our facebook page something we never talked about on the podcast podcast by the way we just did it on the facebook page um i have (laughs) i forgot to post the winner (laughs) so so i meant to ask you about that actually yeah (laughs) yeah i so you know a lot of other stuff happened and and you know we had a lot of other things on the facebook page and uh, it was a busy time, so uh, you know I, I can I can announce, uh, and, and you'll be happy about this, Trevor, because the winner was the Polynesian. So yes. <laughs> the Polynesian won. I was shocked by a couple of them in there. I, I couldn't believe Old Key West hung on for as long as it did. Um, I mean that was that was impressive to me. Uh, there were a couple surprises in there, but Polynesian pulled it out at the end. You know so. what? And it. You know, I'm okay being a poly snob because, you know, <laughs> our <laughs> the, listeners are too. They're with you. <laughs> the, 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 the bracket that didn't mean anything other than we were having fun reinforce the fact that you know i'm glad you all love the poly as much as i love the poly (laughs) (laughs) and i apologize for not finishing where we what we started but we got a lot of votes on that so um i appreciate everybody that voted it was fun um you know and march madness is over so our 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 bracket is also over poly one all right well we'll we'll, i'll do better next year i promise (laughs) yeah we'll 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 clean that up but yeah no i'm 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 uh yeah, I'm I'm glad that I, I was cheering for it. My, my wife and I were both kind of watching that bracket and you know, we were we were going back and forth and I, and every bracket I was like like a couple of times Polly looked like it was gonna gonna not make it. And and I kept telling her, I'm like, you know, no, I, I think it'll come through. I think, you know, people like the Polly and for good reason. <laughs> I think at one point it almost lost to Copper Creek, actually. It, yeah, it was really it, close to Copper Creek. That was a close one. And I, I would have been okay with that because, like I said, I I like Copper Creek. It's just in a weird place for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know for the Copper yeah. Creek. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Yeah. So let, let's talk about this. So, um, so and this is, uh, I, I, I found the reaction to this interesting because some people seem jazzed about it. Some, yeah, some people didn't seem too psyched about it. And, and you know, this was something you did the after hours event at Magic Kingdom, right? And yeah. loved it, right? You you thought it was great. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I post I sent videos of it while we were there for yeah, for the podcast. I mean, we yeah, it was magical. <laughs> well, and now so now they're trying to make it a little more magical by doing uh, during the summertime they're going to do a twist on the after hours where they're going to have uh Disney villains after hours and so some of the things to expect with this there's going to be a stage show a villain stage show with Hades and Meg from Hercules um 
it doesn't really say anybody else who's going to be in it. But uh, actually, <laughs> oh, Jafar well, and the Queen. I'm sorry. Yeah, Doctor Facilier and Maleficent. Yeah. And then they're going to have Maleficent the dragon floating around. I don't know if she's just going to be. Oh, she creeps through the park. Okay, so she's going to be going around, which is interesting. Kind of a mini parade, I guess. Which. I, I, it kind of sounds that way, but it just sounds like a one float parade, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't see it wandering. It's it's a big float. Like you wouldn't just want that. Like you can't just yeah, you can't just yeah. have it wandering. It's but, probably just going to go along the parade route that it normally would go on, right? Yeah, but but also you know the amount of people that are there would mean you know it's not. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not crowded like any other night. So yeah, I I can see why they would do that, and and I'll admit that float at night I think would be really fantastic. Like, yeah, and I wonder if they'll even put like some more lighting on it somewhere or something. I don't know. Yeah. If they'll make it even like light up a little bit more at night. Not like, you know, to the point of like uh uh the the um Main Street Electrical Parade, but you know, maybe a little bit brighter and some more lights on it. Specialty food and drinks are going to be included in this too. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I I thought there was the, interesting and there was some Emperor Zerg stuff in there. That's kind of cool. You don't see that often. Yeah, though. they mentioned Zerg specifically. Um also they they said that uh, some of the rides are getting some enhancements. For this? So, yeah. Are we so, talking about the Halloween parties? No, no, no. The, so it says villainous enhancements. Discover surprising villain-inspired additions at Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Mountain. Oh. So Okay. So I'm I missed guessing, that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the rides themselves will have some some tweaks done to them specifically for these parties, which mm. that's really interesting because how do you like how do you not have that during the day and then during these nighttime parties? Like what would the I'm I feel like yeah. They got to be easily switchable things, right? So yeah. I feel like for Space Mountain, it's got to be like a change to the projections, right? And then mm-hmm. for Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm thinking it's just they do what they did last year with the Halloween parties where they had some live characters in it. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I guess they could have some live characters. And maybe uh, for Space Mountain, they could be something on the lift hill. Uh, well, yeah, they could do that like, or they could do... Um, yeah, I mean, or they, oh, I yeah. guess they could do different projections on the inside or something. Yeah, like there's a lot I feel like they could do with it that, that they could easily switch out, right? Yeah, I, I guess. So the thing with Space Mountain is so, so I've seen overlays done at the Disneyland Space Mountain. I haven't seen any done at Disney World yet. No, they haven't done it. I think this is going to be. Well, no, I think that I thought they did it for Halloween last year. Well, for the Halloween parties specifically, they, they did the blackout space mountain. So all it was was they turned off all the lights, so you were completely in the dark. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm sure it was it was something else, but um, <laughs> but yeah, well, because the, the, the thing I, is, is that I, sorry, I was I was gonna say so at Disneyland they they already have the things in place for to do these overlays because I saw. Um, so Ghost Galaxy is the, their Halloween overlay. And then they also did the uh, Hyperspace Mountain, which was a Star Wars one. And yeah, they had projections and uh, and extra lighting and stuff going inside the ride. But in Disney World, I don't... Unless they're this is where they're going to start doing that. Maybe they are going to add yeah. some, some extra projection technology and lighting inside the ride that we aren't going to see yet. Yeah, I, I, that's what it feels like. I, I think the thing that people are upset about with this one, I, and I think if this were, if they did do this, then people would be all for this, is the fact that there's going to be no meet and greets for the villains. You know, 
I think that's why people are upset about it. I think otherwise everybody would be on board, but the fact that there's no meet and greets for the villains, people are a little like, eh. You know what I mean? Uh, someone's yeah. going to get mad at me for this. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Damon's gonna I, say, I mean, Damon, Trevor's going to say something controversial. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care about, like, the meet and greets are, like, the last thing on my mind. Or, like, when I went to the after hours party... I didn't care about meeting anyone. I, all it, like my biggest goal was I was banging out rides like crazy. Yeah. And just enjoying the empty park. I didn't care that I, that, you know, that I couldn't meet any characters or anything like that. And I get, you know, for me that, that doesn't matter. I know there's lots of people that, you know, characters are a big priority and, and don't get me wrong. There are certain characters that I do prioritize, but I don't need an event or I sure I shouldn't say this. I don't need an event to meet those characters because they are normally available. If it was a character that, you know, I was like, you know, or like Robin hood, I guess is a good example is, you know, you hardly ever see him. And while it would be cool, I'm, I'm still not necessarily like, you know, heartbroken that I can't meet that character. It's, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel that these events have enough other stuff going on. Like like the the after hours events, you you got free run of the park, and like we we felt you know we we went through the park and we hit everything, and there was just enough time for that. If I had to line up for characters in there, yeah, I <laughs> I feel like it would kind of ruin it because you don't have that much time as it is. Yeah, and you need to make efficient use of your time for the cost of the party, right? But, I mean, but, for the, of the yeah. Yeah, but but again, saying an efficient use, you know, for different people, efficiency comes in different forms, right? You know, some That's people true. are about the rides. You know, even the stage show, like like going to the Halloween party. You know, I love the stage show, I love the parade and everything, but those things also took time away from the or well, they, sorry, they didn't. Those were the reasons that I was going to that event. Yeah, I guess this is the same kind of thing as you know the reasons to go is you know if you want to see the stage show, which I, I guess the hard thing is is they like reading off what it is, it, it almost sounds like they're replacing the, uh, um, the, the Halloween stage show with just this Hercules and Meg thing. Like, because it's like the same, the same people show up in the Halloween show. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like, okay, like it feels like they're doing, you know, a summer version of it. Maybe it's like rehearsal for, for <laughs> the, the next year <laughs> Halloween party. I don't know. That's an interesting point that I wouldn't have thought of, but yeah. I, well, and I guess I understand too. Like, this isn't that much more expensive than the regular party, though, right? It's what the regular one's one hundred and twenty-five. This is one thirty-nine. Yeah. So, so you're talking an extra fourteen bucks for all this villain stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So the difference is, is, yeah, you you get you get the show, you get to see the float at night, which you know some people say, you know, I can see that float during any party. But yeah, you're right. Hopefully they do some. Hopefully there's some extras added on to that. Like it's not just. Yeah, but I guess even if it was just the float, I think seeing that float at night would differ from seeing it during the day. Like the the lighting is different, the fire breathing will look a lot more impressive at night. I think. Yeah, no, that's 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 true, and yeah. I guess the, also the special merchandise and special food and beverage and and that kind of thing too. I I mean, I guess that's that's part of it too. I we should point out here that AP and DVC members get a thirty dollar discount, so you get it for one oh nine. So yeah, so that's so pretty good. You, at at that point, you know, 
it's no different than going to any other after hours party. Like for, for me, I would do this because like just the fact that it's an after hours party, I, I do like those. I do, I do enjoy the idea of those and I would do it, you know, even outside of the stage show, like I would be going there with an intent of, you know, exploring an empty park and, you know, I would watch the stage show, but it wouldn't be like my only reason for being there. And yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the character meets is like, I don't know. Like I said, for, for me personally, I, I like meeting characters, but if I don't meet a character, it doesn't ruin my entire trip. Yeah. So, I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool. They're trying to do something different and it's not that much more expensive than the regular ones. So, I mean, I can understand if maybe they were charging like, you know, 30, $40 more, but it's $15 more for, yeah. you know, for, for this special event. And, and so I, I get why some people, you know, they wish they could meet the characters, but at the same time, you know, if you're really into the whole Disney villain thing, then, you know, I, I then yeah, do it. I mean, it's, I, I think it's not a bad thing. I, so. yeah, I, I think it's cool that, you know, a lot of people have said that, you know, they've, they've wanted, you know, a villain park or a villain centric, uh, um, experience. And I well, think it's cool that, you know, Disney is at least experimenting with these things. Well, you remember they had that villain thing for like a hot second, like, uh, at Hollywood studios, at Hollywood studios where the yeah. cars thing is now. Uh, and, but, and it's, I feel like it was a lot of the same characters. So I almost, and I'm not saying they recycled any of it. I'm just saying it's. It's interesting to me that they're now putting them, you know, doing doing a show over at Magic Kingdom with them too. So, yeah, well, it's probably because okay. they got evicted from Hollywood Studios by right. Star Wars, kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Get that out. Cars thing is actually really cool. So, yeah, I, the animatronic looks amazing. So, yeah, but actually, anyway. he he looks a lot like the one in uh, Radiator Springs Racers. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. which it's it's that's a good thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about, especially since Damon's not here, um, <laughs> let's talk about some uh, updates to the nighttime shows um, yes. that we heard about this week. I don't, do you want to talk about these? Yeah, so um, so let's see. The, the big ones are um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot are having their nighttime shows replaced. So Hollywood Studios is on May 1st. Well, is- Hollywood Studios is not being replaced. It's in addition to, I think. Oh, it's oh! I thought they were replacing the Star Wars one. So this no, so no, no. This is second? an addition to yeah. Oh, oh! I misunderstood that then. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure they said they weren't getting rid of anything else. That this was just a new one. Oh wow! So so they're gonna run because the the Star Wars ones run at like park closing. Yeah, and then these ones are they gonna run before or after? Uh, I mean, I guess park closing would mean like they would extend the park hours and then like run one at eight and run one at ten or something. Yeah, like according that. to this article, Wonderful World of Animation won't be replacing Disney Movie Magic or Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. Rather, it will just be added to the park's slate of nighttime shows. So oh. all three shows could play on a given night. Whoa. That's a lot of shows. That's, yeah, that's that's a lot of nighttime shows at Hollywood Studios, which... yeah. For for me, I I honestly I never stay there in the evening. But well, I mean, we did once. We we did the Star Wars dessert party there. But since I mean, that, we always try to go to Phantasmic at least, though. Yeah, I mean, again, we we we've done that. But even on our last trip, we skipped Phantasmic just because we we didn't want to deal with the the park emptying out. Yeah, at that point, I get that. I get yeah. that. 
And with all the construction when you were there last time, I'm sure it was a lot more of a pain too. Even yeah. some of that's relieved now, but I'm sure it was way worse then. Yeah, that, that was it. Is it like yeah, that like everything like the 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 bus area, like half of Hollywood Studios was under construction, so it it wasn't it, there was no desire for me to stay there past the evening. Like I think the day that we were there, we were we were gone by like six o'clock that night. <laughs> that makes sense. Hotel. So, well, so yeah, I think I'm, this is cool though because it's like it's it's celebrating the the 30th anniversary of the park. Yeah, which and and it looks the this particular show they say it's a 12 minute runtime and has nods to every single animated Disney and Pixar movie from Snow White up to Ralph Breaks the Internet. And apparently they can also update it on the fly too, so whenever they release new animated movies they can add them in. Wow. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> it's a lot of movies in like, 12 minutes. <laughs> I'd have to go and look up how many movies. Because that's like, you, you get like five seconds for, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for some uh, of them. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Unless now, they're showing them all, they're showing many at the same time, which from the, the pictures that they're showing, it seems like they're showing many different... Like montage. Yeah, like but like they'll things, have, yeah. you know, in different corners of the, the theater projected on, you know, different different movies, so... Right. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I, I guess uh, I'll have to wait and see on this, but I wonder if they're going to acknowledge the Black Cauldron. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. You think I so? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> have you seen the Black Cauldron? Um, I think I did once when I was a kid. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's an older movie, and it, it was kind of a weird <laughs> movie. But Disney's got some weird ones in their history, though. But but the thing is, it's one of those movies that's never like you don't ever see it on DVD or anything like that. It's like gotcha. it's never appeared again. And, and actually, it's funny that so the Black Cauldron. Um, if you watch the uh, the Disney shorts at all or like the, yeah, yeah. The, the the new mickey mouse ones that come out one of the more recent ones it, it was actually the um when what was it when the booth tolls i think was the name of the cartoon where they're there where he he doesn't pay a toll booth and he's like getting stalked by it um, i don't think i saw that one yeah so so it, it came out like i think in the last couple of months but they did a funny thing with that where he was trying to find change to pay the toll booth and he reaches underneath his car seat to look for change. And there's a VHS tape for the Black Cauldron there. It's like, like it looks like I recorded <laughs> the Black Cauldron. That's funny. So so somebody deliberately put it there and as a VHS tape, fully acknowledging the fact that it's never come out anywhere. Like they, you haven't seen it since, right? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, so like I said, I find it interesting that they're acknowledging all these animated movies. I'm wondering if uh, certain ones will be exempt or not. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I like all these projection shows. I'm all in favor of it. Do more. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm cool with three shows in a row. It's cool. They're fine by me. I, I've, I haven't been disappointed by a single one yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more excited about the Illuminations thing. Yes, <laughs> I get to actually see this. I am. I'm, I'm sorry that Illuminations is going away. Don't take, don't take this the wrong way. But I am glad that when I get to go in November, I get to see the new one. <laughs> well. I'll do you one better, Trevor, because my trip falls in between both shows. So I am going to, and I will try to live stream this. We are going to go to the very last Illuminations um, on September 30th. We will be there for this for our trip. 
um, which I was so psyched about because Illumination just is a show that kind of it holds a special place for my wife and I. I don't know why. Like nothing special happened there. Like I didn't propose to her there or anything, but it's just a show that speaks to both of us, you know, in, yeah. a, in a in a way, right? And so the fact that we c- we're going to be there when the very last one is happening, we have to go. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be packed. I'm sure like everybody's oh, yeah. <laughs> like all the pass holders are going to go that night. I mean, it's it's going to be packed, but I mean, we got to see the last illuminations ever. And and the fact that it's happening at the very beginning of our trip because our trip starts the 29th, illuminations ends the 30th. And then so we have the rest of the week we can go and see the new show. So I I'm, I'm I'm so excited about this. I I just I couldn't believe that it was happening right in the middle of my trip and it's like this is perfect. That is so, perfect. Now, right? Yeah, so, so I'm going to Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, are you going to attempt to do them back to back or are you going to give yourself a couple of days in between? Cause you know, if it were just my wife and I like it, you know, it, it used to be, we probably would do it back to back, but since we have my daughter, we'll probably give it a couple nights, you know, but That's I fair. mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Cause since we're going with so many other people, you know, there might be a situation where, a couple of them don't want to go and they can watch my daughter and then we can just go. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to kind of see how that works out. But <laughs> I'm telling you right now, there's nothing stop. We're, there's no way we're not going to go to the last illuminations. Just not going to happen. We have to go. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. And you know, yeah, that's, I, that's history, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, you know, if you're able to, you know, you know, I'm sure, the the podcast would love to see at least a little snippet of it. Um, sure, I don't. We'll have to figure out how that Facebook live streaming stuff works too. Yeah, the only problem I, is is that you know I'm sure a lot of people will be doing it, so you may have internet I, issues. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on the park Wi Fi if you're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that's probably going to be an issue. But you know, I, I we've live. I think I've live streamed stuff on the Facebook page before, and and it's you know it's hit or miss because of the internet connection, but. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to try to live stream this if I can, because I mean, it's like I said, it's been going on for 20 years. It's, it's going to be cool to be there for the very last one. And I think a lot of people want to see that. And I, I'm also assuming they'll do, you know, they'll really go all out with it. You know, um, yep. I saw illuminations one time during Christmas time and they do the amount of fireworks they shoot off for that show. The special illumination show they do during like Christmas is crazy. So I'm assuming they'll probably go all out for this last one. So Totally. Yeah. And so they should. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great ending of a chapter in, in Disney parks, I think is the way I would classify it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm excited for the, for Epcot forever too. I, I, I don't know how many people watched the live stream of illuminations the other day. I, I did. Um, but we, we watched that and then they gave a little preview of Epcot forever and they, you know, sh- they're going to showcase all this, you know, old Epcot music from like, you know, all these recognizable things, um, you know, Figman and all the other stuff. And, um, so that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. And, and I also thought, you know, I've saw a couple people online thought that this was lame, but I, I thought the kites was, were pretty cool. I don't know if you saw the, like the glowing kites, yeah. then they're pulling them on jet skis and like having them fly through the air. And I'm like, I think those look pretty cool. I, I don't think they look lame at all. And, and in fact, I think it's a, a neat idea. And, and of course, this is a bridge show, people. Let's not forget that. This is not the permanent show. But, yeah, you know, it, this is obviously they have something different in store for the permanent show. You know? For sure. And I, I think the only way that the kites would detract from it is that it, it probably matters where you are positioned around the lagoon. Because yeah, that could be yeah. if, if all you're hearing is jet skis or boats or whatever. 
whipping around. I can see where that could take away from the show, but sure. Yeah, you know, overall though, I yeah, I think I think it's cool that you know they're using this in between show to kind of explore these things, I guess, and you know see how people react to them because why not, I, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I, what my thought was, I was thinking, okay, I think they really want to do this with drones, but that they're not ready to do it yet with drones. You know what I mean? So like, this is their stopgap. That's kind of what yeah, my feeling was. Totally. Uh, Right. I mean, that my feeling is okay because they filed that drone patent technology a couple like many years ago now and still have not used it yet. Right. And I, I just feel like this is going to be the time that they're going to use it is for this, this permanent Epcot show. And this seems to me like a stopgap in between where they can, they can do some of the things they want to do with these kites. And then, you know, later on they can, they can do what they were looking to do with some drones. So I, I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but, and I have no inside knowledge of this, but I just, you know, and I like I said, I thought they looked cool. I, I thought it was an interesting thing. And I think any effect by itself maybe doesn't look great. And all we saw was a test of the kites, right? Yeah. So with everything else, you know, it's going to be just an added element. It's not just a kite show. You know, <laughs> like, True. And, and it, to, to reaffirm that point is, you know, um, I, I've heard people, you know, comment like, like Happily Ever After is a great example where, yeah, you have different things all working together to tell a bigger story or to have a bigger presentation. And I remember before happily ever after they did some projection shows on the castle and people were kind of like, eh, like, you know, it was, it was cool, but you know, it's just, it's just a projection. Right. But it's, but happily ever after works because it's the projections and the fireworks and the music. Yeah. The music, yeah. like everything, everything gelling together. I think that's where, like you said, you're going to really see, you know, these things will probably make a lot more sense and it'll be, you know, yeah. If you just watch them, you know, drive boats around with kites behind them, you'd be like, okay. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like then you add in the music and the fireworks and the lasers and the, you know, water cannons and, all the million other things they're going to do, then, you know, then it, it, it works as a piece of the show. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Well, let's keep moving on here because we, we are, we are. Yeah, um, we're, we're getting oof. close, but yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> We've been talking a lot. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk some rumors. You want to talk about this rumor? I do want to talk about this rumor. Um, okay. I, I feel this is a rumor that Damon wishes he was here for. So. For sure. And this is, Too by the way, we got this from WDWNT. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's definitely wishes he was here for this. We got this yeah. from WDWNT. So this is according to them. So yeah. go, go ahead, Trevor. Yeah. So the, the, the rumor is, so right. The Agent P attraction that is in World Showcase is going to be replaced by a DuckTales adventure. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, uh, Agent P from Phineas and Ferb, um, and actually even before that, it, it was originally a, a Kim Possible uh, adventure as well. Um, it's like this little, um, uh, it was an interactive mini game that you did where you went around world showcase to the different pavilions and it followed a story in the case of agent P it was, it's all Phineas and Ferb. So like you're, you're working with agent P and, and you're trying to stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz from doing something. And so you go around to the different, uh, the different, um, pavilions and, and, um, like get clues and, and do all that. Um, originally they, uh, <laughs> I have to, uh, explain this cause I, I always thought it was funny how they did this in Phineas and Ferb, but <laughs> originally they gave you a phone, but that it was spelled field operative notification equipment, which was, it was a Samsung flip phone. But of course in Phineas and Ferb, they never 
or it, it was the thing with Dr. Doofenshmirtz that he would always make like acronyms that, you know, spelt out the actual thing that you were using or that he was using or whatever. So, um, so they've actually replaced that with, um, it's now part of the, um, play Disney parks app. So you can do the agent P adventure in there, but the rumor is, is that that's going to go away. So it's no longer going to be Phineas and Ferb and they're going to replace it with, uh, DuckTales. And I, I think that's, that's perfect. Like if, if you watch, yeah, if you've watched DuckTales, you know, the new DuckTales, it's very, it's very much in that vein. You know, they're traveling the world, um, you know, they're, they're touching on a lot of different cultures and whatnot. And, and, you know, why not? Right. Like it's, um, yeah, it, it seems like a great way to update it because as much as I love Agent P and I love Phineas and Ferb, um, Phineas and Ferb's been done for a while now. So they do have to update the stuff that they're doing in the parks around it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, DuckTales is, is fresh in everybody's mind because, you know, the reboot I think is done pretty well. So um yeah I, I think this makes sense and as someone who's never played the game before and, and didn't have kids to play the game I don't, i'm not that attached to it i don't really know much about phineas and ferb i do know a lot about ducktales just growing up watching ducktales <laughs> but so i i'm i'm happy with more ducktales in the park uh bring bring it on i think it's and, a good thing right and the new ducktales even like um they've expanded on the universe a little bit more too which i think is kind of neat as well like they because um, they actually talk about um, the uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mom and stuff like that. So I I think it'll be a cool way that, yeah, you know, they, they can... I'm sure you'll see a lot of the characters from the new DuckTales worked into it. Maybe they might even be able to expand on it a little bit as, like, you know, like additional information to to what you see in the, the cartoon. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, that, I'm sure they can. I'm sure they'll make it go a little bit, you know, further even. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I hope that this rumor comes true. Um, WDWNT does tend to have um, decent Good resources sources. or yeah. yeah, different decent sources on these things. So, um, I mean, obviously, we won't know until it actually does come about if if that is the truth. But um, either way, I do think uh, the Agent P adventure is it is coming due for a replacement. So. Yeah, now with the Play Parks app, they can be so flexible flexible about changing these things, and, and they can do it, you know, not pretty quickly, but I mean, it's a lot easier than when you had to give out equipment before, and now everybody just has a smartphone, so you can just add it into the app, right? So Yeah, it's, yeah like, doing software updates is easier than replacing hardware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other rumor we have today is um, is about some changes at Epcot, and, and this again from WDWNT. They're reporting it as news. We're always a little bit more careful because if Disney hasn't announced something yet, we I, I still consider it a rumor until Disney's announced it. Um, but um, basically, this is more about the Epcot changes, and, and these are things that are not announced yet, but this is something that WDWNT is reporting. Um, so, you know, they said in past posts, Innovations West is going to be bulldozed, as will the Fountain of Nations and Penn Central. The demolition of Innovations West also means Club Cool, uh, the Epcot Character Spot, and the Art of Disney Store, which makes me just so upset. Yeah. <laughs> just the Art of Disney Store and Club Cool, uh, just killing me here. But because I love that Art of Disney Store. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, I like Club Cool as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and hopefully they bring <laughs> these things back. But anyway, so Innovations East is set to only be partially removed, leaving Electric Umbrella and Mouse Gear remaining. With a new path left uh, of Electric Umbrella, will uh, it'll lead guests directly to the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster and the Play Pavilion, uh, you know, quick more quickly from the park entrance. So basically, they're going to demolish some of it to give you a better route over to uh, to those new 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 areas. Um, now this says replacing Pin Central and the Fountain of Nations will be an Epcot Garden, uh, accompanied by a permanent beer garden, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of permanent, a new custom-built structure will be home to the Epcot Festival Center, a place for various events that are part of the uh, now four annual events hosted at the park. With the popularity of the festivals, a dedicated bridge over this side of Future World will extend from near Spaceship Earth. Uh, to the main entrance of the festival center, which that's, I think that's a good idea too, with how many things they're doing at Epcot. It makes sense to have like a permanent festival center. Oh yeah. And I, I think I mentioned this when we were, when we were talking about the Epcot um, updates or changes is that I I figured that something permanent for the festivals would have to go into place because like if you look at the way it is right now, you know they have the booths all around the world showcase, and that's okay. But with Epcot starting to renovate again, and once you know things like Ratatouille open up and Guardians opens up, you're going to have more people in Epcot. I can't imagine them wanting to have a whole bunch of people crowded around World Showcase trying to get the latest. You know, yeah, I don't even know what they sell with those things. Honestly, like. <laughs> Like be fun or yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, thing has come with the current festival, right? You know, it, I think it makes more sense. Um, so to, um, the, so the beer garden and the festival both being in close proximity to each other makes sense because, you know, the people that want to do, you know, try the different drinks and all that kind of stuff, they also want to try the food and it keeps that all kind of contained to the same area, which, um, in terms of crowd control, makes a lot of sense i think because then that way it's you know those people that want to be there you know can go there and do their thing but then it leaves the rest of the world showcase open for people that want to go to world showcase and don't necessarily want to be you know working through cl- lineups of people you know waiting to get their food and stuff like that yeah no it makes total sense and they can yeah. do things like you know the culinary demonstrations over there and you know all the other kind of events that they could do i, I think it's a good idea yeah um Go ahead. Sorry. I was also going to say that that path next to electric umbrella. Um, I never thought about this before, but yeah, that whole side, like the, those buildings that kind of to the left and right of spaceship earth, they really do act as a funnel into that central area by the fountain. And I oh, can, yeah. I can see why Disney wants to get rid of that because yeah, it's, it, it's tough to get through there when there's a lot of people like it looks big, but it really doesn't allow for good traffic flow. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's I totally agree with that. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a smart idea to kind of open that up a little bit more, especially with you know assuming how popular those spots are going to be. I mean, you know, trying to Disney's really trying. You could tell to uh, you know kind of make the guest experience a little bit better in the way of you know, clearing up some of the, uh, the, 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 the walkways and making them wider and, you know, making it so it's not so crowded, like when it's crowded, it doesn't feel as crowded. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really something they're, they're working hard on. So I, I think that's a good thing. 
Um, they also say in here too that new standalone structures will be erected for Starbucks and for the various character meet and greets. So the it seems like they'll have like a, a permanent meet and greet facility there for like the Inside Out characters, Big Hero Six, uh, Mickey, and and the gang. Uh, the other component is called uh, the Trail of Water or the J- Journey of Water, which is a, a trail that will lead down towards uh, the seas with uh, Nemo and Friends Pavilion. Um, this trail will consist of a number of water features and will also be a child-friendly maze experience, which sounds pretty cool. I'm, I'm wondering what a non-child-friendly maze experience would be. <laughs> uh, that's where I've actually been in, in a non-child-friendly maze experience before. Um, w- w- you know, on Halloween when you're walking through a maze and people are jumping out at you and scaring you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if there was water involved, I, I think that would be on a whole other level. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm thinking like the jumping fountains and like I'm sure there's going to be interactive stuff for the kids to do. And... Yeah, because right now the fountains are over by uh, um, the Imagination Pavilion, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and then the, they used to be somewhere else. I thought I felt like they they used to be closer to Test Track a long time ago. Maybe I was dreaming that. I don't remember that because when I was a very little kid, there's a picture of me getting... Uh, standing in front of one of those uh, fountains and, and one of the water, you know, was jumping from one to the other and it shorted it. And it so it landed on my head, I guess. And I guess I cried for quite a while. <laughs> it's a story my mom loves to tell um, <laughs> uh, yeah, of me standing thinking, in front of one of those fountains. So <laughs> Yeah, I might be thinking of somewhere else. I I thought I remember those fountains in a different spot, but I could be confusing it with. Uh, I know I'm probably confusing it with Disneyland. Oh, okay. Well, that made that makes sense because the fountains are in a different sense. spot, in, or while they're in <laughs> Disneyland. But yeah, that that makes total sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I I mean, and by the way, so all this they expect to announce at uh 2019 D23 or sometime sooner. Um. And then also this will include the uh, rumored refurbishment to Spaceship Earth, the, the really long term refurbishment, uh, that we have talked about on this show previously. So. I mean, I, I think these are interesting changes. I think it's actually, I think Epcot fans should be excited about this because I feel like this is almost being a little more old school, you know, kind of taking Epcot in like a direction of, you know, like back to original Epcot, I feel like. It, it, I don't know if it's original Epcot. But you know what but, I mean. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I guess it's, yeah, Epcot really... You're right. It, it's become very stagnated, and it, every time we go there now, like like you know, going there over the last couple of years, you see it more and more, right? Like it, I don't get me wrong, I, I will still plan to go there. It's just some things. It's like that's really '90s. Like it's <laughs> it, it, yeah. it's it's not that like it, it, it's like you want Epcot to be what, you know, what Walt kind of presented it as being or what his vision was. Like you want it to be that, you know, city of the future and, and all that, and even though, you know, it's, it is a theme park and, and it's never going to be what you wanted it, what everyone, I guess, wanted it to be for Walt. Um, you still want it to be a little more timeless, I guess. And I feel like, I feel like they were in a hard spot, like with interventions and stuff. You you could see for a while that they were floundering with it, right? Like they, they didn't want to, you know, do a massive overhaul on it yet, but they also like, they were kind of doing things to try and keep it interesting, but it just wasn't working. Right. Like interventions yeah. became this like thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess what I mean by original yeah. upcut, I feel like it's making it more of like a permanent, like world's fair than it was before. 
Like yes. where it's, you know, like having like a beer garden and a festival center. And like, I just feel like it's, it's more towards the original vision and, and not like IP based, like everybody's been worried about. Cause I mean, they're doing their IP based stuff, obviously with Ratatouille and Guardians, but you know, some of this other design stuff, like what they're doing to the entrance and, I just I I think it's it's gonna look really neat and like kind of it's gonna be different you know yeah and 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 yeah you're right to that point like yeah you've got entire sections that are being redesigned just as you know like for the purpose of the park I guess versus for the purpose of an IP because you know the the festivals like like they said you know the festivals have become a a uh, a a regular practice at Epcot. So everyone expects them. So it's nice that they're actually saying, you know, we, we know that this is not just a, you know, you know, we did this as a stopgap because we didn't know what else to do. It's, you know, we know this is our festival center now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, we should probably wrap this up because we're yeah, like we should. way over on time, but I, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for the Epcot changes. I'm excited to see what they do. And I, you know, I don't, I I'm excited to see the announcement and get more, even more details about this. Exactly. So yeah, everyone keep an eye on D23 this year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go, so right. go ahead and wrap us up here. Okay, so for for anything you guys heard today that you would love to comment on or if you got questions, you know, DVC related questions or, you know, just stuff about PhotoPass <laughs> um uh locations that you would stuff like to about see. PhotoPass. Just yeah. the things about PhotoPass. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, you can drop us an email at uh, welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh yeah, we again, you know, we we keep getting emails from you guys and it, it's it, it's it's always um you guys always have the most interesting stuff for us that and good points of view that we don't always necessarily think about because you know obviously we talk here but um, you know, we don't, we can't see every point of view. So we're glad that you guys are sharing with us. So keep it coming. We try to give every point of view, but we, it's, it's hard. It, it's hard to give every point of view, you know, it's impossible for me to do because I'm not everybody. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I appreciate other people chiming in. Um, also if, uh, you want to talk to us on Facebook, um, we're at uh, welcome home podcast on Facebook. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are welcome home pod and welcome home pics. Um, really those will, anytime we post pictures and stuff like that, you'll see those show up on Twitter and Instagram, which I know for some people those work better um, because they don't necessarily check Facebook. So you can subscribe to us that way just to, to keep updated on what we're doing on Facebook. Uh, also, uh, if you, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is cracking here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, We've been talking so, for almost two hours, so it's gonna. Yeah, happen. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's dry in here today. That's that's what it is. Um, yeah, so, iTunes reviews. <laughs> yeah, iTunes. If if uh, you know, leave us a review just so that you know if if you like what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, let us know because we we like feedback um, um, more than just I didn't like it. You know, give us a reason why. <laughs> or yeah, if you exactly. did like it. Give us a reason why. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. And and of course, you know, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app that's out there. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. And of course, as a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. So, uh, you know, if you have any questions about anything you heard today, ask a cast member, call Disney directly, call DVC directly. Uh, don't take our word for it. Uh, you know, a lot of this is, is our opinion and not necessarily always fact, right? So uh, thank you to DVC Rental Store for sponsoring this episode. We appreciate having them. Go ahead and check them out, uh, you know, if you're looking uh, to either rent points or, or rent them out. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Look out, here comes.